Support comes from Pacific Science Center, working to inspire the next generation of scientists and increase access to STEM education statewide through digital discovery workshops, science on wheels, and summer camps. More ways to support these efforts at PACSci.org. Support comes from Gather Pottery, hosting ceramicist Sarah Anderson, teaching a weekend sgraffito workshop for all levels, May 18th and 19th at Gather Pottery in Interbay. Learn more at gatherpottery.com. Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. It seems like half the city has a winter virus right now. Is it COVID? The flu? Maybe it's just a cold. In a minute, we'll check in with UW Medicine's Dr. Helen Chu about what may be making the rounds in your household and how to protect yourself. But first, let's get you caught up. The city of Burien is being sued over its camping ban. A month ago, Burien made it illegal for people to sleep in public spaces between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. The city has extremely limited shelter. Publicola reports the Northwest Justice Project filed the suit Wednesday on behalf of the King County Coalition on Homelessness and three people who are homeless in Burien. The suit says the law violates the state constitution. It alleges that during a December encampment clearing, the city failed to offer shelter to the plaintiffs, a requirement under a 2018 federal court decision. You can BYOM at some Starbucks now. Actually, the company operated stores in the U.S. and Canada will accept any clean vessel. Starbucks hopes the change will help reduce waste. Customers will get a 10-cent discount for bringing their personal cup. No word yet from baristas. And the excitement over the National College Football Championship is really building 7,000 free tickets to a UW Athletics-sponsored watch party at Alaska Airlines Arena were gone just hours after it was announced. The UW Huskies will play the Wolverines Monday. You can also watch the game on ESPN. If you are starting 2024 with sniffles, a cough, or even a fever, you are not alone. The festive holiday weeks have left many of us with more than just warm memories and new tchotchkes from our loved ones. COVID, flu, and RSV are all in play this time of year, along with the common cold. And anecdotally, they're out in numbers. It's a great time to talk with UW medicine professor Dr. Helen Chu. She's here to tell us what we should know about the trio of winter illnesses circulating right now and what we can do to stay healthy. Thanks again for being here, Dr. Chu. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to be here. Glad you're healthy enough to be here. For real, we are seeing more cases of COVID, flu, and RSV again this year. My teenager is at home hacking right now. Is this just a yearly result of the bustle of the holidays, or is there something more going on here? I think it's just the viruses returning to normal. We are starting to see cases of flu go up in the community. COVID numbers are also starting to go up, but thankfully the RSV cases have started to go down. So it is possible that we'll have two viruses circulating at the same time, but probably not all three. Okay. All right. Small comfort there. Around this time last year, about the second week of January, King County had a huge spike in COVID cases and hospitalizations, which is really important. Is that something we could see again after a busy holiday season? I certainly know a lot of people who are sick. It's certainly possible. We're not quite 
at the time, now that we can really figure that out, um, it's only been a couple of days since uh, people have started returning to work. I think we'll start seeing increases in the numbers of cases over the course of the next several days to weeks. But right now, the hospitals aren't at capacity. And if you remember last year, we had that massive surge of flu early in the year, and then we had another massive surge of COVID. And so far, it's not looking like that. Okay. I'm reading a lot about this new COVID variant that's making up more than half of the cases in the United States right now. Let's talk about JN1. Yeah. So JN1 is an Omicron variant. It's like many of the Omicron variants that we have seen over the course of the last several years now. Based on what we know from some of the lab studies, the booster vaccine should protect you from JN1. So it's still a good time to get your booster because the higher your antibody levels, the more likely you are to be protected from severe disease. All right. Well, I'm glad you brought up boosters because I just got my latest COVID vaccine on Sunday after getting pressure from my husband. What is it looking like for vaccination rates for flu, RSV, and COVID right now in King County? Yeah, so the numbers are not great. Um, It looks like about 20% of people in King County are up to date on their COVID boosters. 30% have received the flu vaccine, and about 15% of those who are eligible for RSV vaccines have received them. So quite low overall, actually. Okay, you know, that is interesting. What does that tell you? I think people are tired of getting vaccines. Um, It's a lot to get all at once. Three vaccines at one time is lots of side effects. Um, People are probably just uh, sort of have a lot of vaccine fatigue. But I think the important thing is that it's not too late and you can't space them out. So flu hasn't peaked yet and COVID numbers are going to start coming up. And it takes about a week after you get your vaccine to get your antibody levels up and be protected. So now is a good time. Now is a good time as you start going back to work and back to school to go get those seasonal vaccines. We had a pretty rocky flu season last winter. You say we haven't peaked yet. How are we doing so far? The numbers are starting to go up now, so it's really hard to predict. Um, Across the United States, there are very, very high levels of flu circulation in the southeast and in California. Here we are at um, moderate to high levels of flu circulation. Um, The interesting thing about this year is we're seeing three different flu viruses co-circulating. So we're seeing H3N2, H1N1, and flu B. The good thing is that Based on what we know so far, it looks like the vaccine is a good match to the flu that is circulating. So getting the vaccine will be protective. Okay, so that's a really good idea. Let's talk about RSV. I swear I had this earlier this year, Dr. Chu. I can't prove it with a test, but the coughing and mucus were awful. Is that showing up? I'm hearing that cases are leveling off. They are leveling off. Um, So we had a surge of RSV in the fall. The numbers of cases at the children's hospitals were quite high and the hospitals were quite full with RSV. It looks like based on the last week of data that those numbers are thankfully starting to go down. One of the biggest worries during these illness spikes, of course, is our medical system. And we've been talking a little bit about hospitalizations. How are they doing right now? Are they prepared if things increase? Things are looking all right um, currently. The hospitals are not currently full and the ICUs are currently not full with cases of flu and COVID. 
But that being said, this is just the beginning. The holidays just ended. We are heading into the time when we're going to start seeing the numbers of cases go up over the course of the next several days. Um, and it is very possible that the hospitals will start to fill up with, with cases of COVID and flu. Okay, something we should definitely keep an eye on. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, fatigue around vaccines. I notice not a whole lot of people wearing masks these days, though some on the trains. Is it worth it to start masking again? I think that given where we are with circulation of flu and COVID, it is probably a good idea to mask in crowded spaces like airports, on public transit, in crowded indoor spaces. The other things you can do, of course, are staying home when you're sick, um, hand washing, covering your cough, and ventilation is also really important. So opening those windows. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. We haven't talked a lot about ventilation over the past few months. That's something that kind of went away with the stay-at-home orders and stuff. Dr. Helen Chu, really appreciate you keeping track and giving us some perspective here. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Dr. Helen Chu is a professor at UW Medicine. Thank you for listening to Seattle Now. An extra thanks to the generous listeners who financially support this show. Kevin, Brian, and Anne-Marie are our newest donors. Starting the year strong, you three. Thanks. Today's episode was produced by Vaughn Jones and Claire McGrain. Our production team also includes Caroline Chamberlain Gomez and Jenny Cecil Moore. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. A story of moral panic, grassroots activism, and an unstoppable music community that fought for its freedom. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network.